2: Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities
1: like Jamal Murray. Did you have like a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> you talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asian Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: All right, my bookie. We're starting a show, Sam, with an ad read. So Blue Wire, we're back. So football season's back. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders, on Sam's Raiders. Uh, Very hilarious all preseason long. Best wide receiver in the league. (laughs) Most funniest at this point. Most funniest. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. But the only thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting money down on all the games. My Bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. Our Blue Wire podcasters are using mybookie.com slash bluewire to sign up this year. My Bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First, co- first place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it's only $100 to enter. So all you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. My Bookie has live in game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business and for you fantasy guys out there we can even bet the over under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game so visit my bookie online today that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and don't forget to use the promo code blue wire and when creating your oh and creating the an account to claim the bonus so bet win and get paid
3: promo code blue wire i actually use my bookie more than i should admit on a podcast <laughs> Um, but I'm up. I'm up in the winnings. I'll tell you that right now.
2: Are you? Are you? Uh, I are have you a uh, professional.
3: No, I'm. I'm slightly up. Like I'm like everyone else. You know, I've ne- never lost too much, but I've never really made any substantial money. It's just enough to give me a little, little, little bit of a rush when I watch a game. It's good that
2: you admit that you need a little bit of rush. You, know what, you sound like a goddamn addict right now. Dude. <laughs> my, uh, my, my buddies only ever tell me when they win. You know, It's, it's like that poker I mean, thing. Every,
3: everyone always does. Everyone's, uh, yeah. everyone's picking winners 66% of the time. <laughs> but but you know, not... if, you, if you actually were, you would you'd be very wealthy and you would be living off of it.
2: Yeah, the good stories are the ones that you lose. Like, people enjoy the stories where you get like a bad beat, where you've got like a, a dumb, like, three game parlay. <laughs> For some reason, right. you bet the spread on all three games or something. And then, like, some stupid thing happens on the third game and you lose a chance to win, like, I don't know, like, like a 100, like, like, not 100 to one. Yeah. Something yeah. Crazy. As you say,
3: like 50 to one or something like yeah. that. But um, <laughs> I have been actually really impressed with my bookie. Um, anyway, welcome to the Light Years Pod.
2: <laughs> Football talk. We did it. Very easy.
3: Yeah, I'm watching my A's. A's beat up on the Yankees right now. I'm watching, Although, I'm
2: watching that too.
3: <laughs> it's, I'm. I'm. Do you find it more enjoyable to watch other sports now than the NBA? Because we're like so in the weeds with the NBA, and it's been just so deep every year that like it's kind of fun to watch other sports from just kind of a casual fan perspective.
2: Yeah, it's like you don't have, like, it. It's fun. I'm with you because NBA Twitter has made it to a point where it's like, I watch the Utah Jazz and all I want to do is make fun of them. Or, like, I watch it for some reason and it's almost like you're trying too hard. You feel like you're doing too much. But, or you got to. Classic
3: love of the fame.
2: (laughs) That is classic love of the fame. But it's like, ooh, how can I analyze this? How can I troll this? But, like,. You know, you're watching the A's Yankees. I don't care who wins. I don't care what happens. But I, I think you're right. It's just it's just kinda easy to watch. Even watching the Giants, man, I don't care if they win or lose. I know they're not gonna make the playoffs. It's just fun to watch because they're entertaining for once. So
3: I just think uh, we've I think we've watched five hundred Warrior games in like three years. Too much. That it's just kinda like, oh, this this is like there's a different feel to baseball. There's a different feel to football that you're like, it's kinda nice. It's a little uh, you know, I don't have to get mad at Steve Kerr for um <laughs> That's it. Some annoying rotation for the 80th time in the last like six months.
2: The Light Years Podcast, where we talk about how much we hate watching the Golden State Warriors.
3: I mean, I just, I just feel like we just summed up that we're kind of in like a miserable long-term relationship with the Warriors at this point. <laughs> and It's like well, you're, you're, you're kind of like you, you tune it every night. You're not even happy. You're just. Kinda
2: like, <laughs> so what's what's three rings in five years? What's each ring mean? Does it mean like a, uh, that's like getting married? Is the first one like getting married? And then, like, is the third one? What's the third one signify? Whew, do we want to go down that route?
3: Yeah, yeah we're not going down that route. Um, <laughs> but we, we haven't, we, we took a month off. I think we're both happier people for that. Um, yes, we are. We're going to Though I getting... still
2: talk to Sam every day, unfortunately. So <laughs> if the people think that we didn't talk to each other for a month, you love it. Yeah. Um,
3: what I was going to say is, is I feel re energized now. All that um, joking about not liking the Warriors, the reality is I'm. Pretty damn hype for the season, and I'm just starting to get like excited. Like, um, I'll get really excited when we like start hearing camp break. Um, But it 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 was just a long enough break where I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready for them to come back and have the new chapter begin.
2: Yeah, I I saw a Warriors Reddit uh, that Twitter account, GSW Reddit. Um, Good account. Uh, They they pretty much just posted a, a tweet of all the players on the roster. And uh, I texted and you in their and numbers. I, yeah, in their numbers. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and I texted you, and I was like, I, I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous. I have a very hot take that I'll that I'll you know go with you know in a couple weeks before the season starts that I'll go with. But now it's exciting because it's just it's bas- We don't have to talk about dude. You remember the last couple of years where literally every podcast me and you would just be sighs. It was
3: like Real Housewives After Show. <laughs> it was it was tiresome. <laughs> It's like that it's it, it really was like talking about like because the games didn't matter because they didn't matter to the playoffs. And even then they didn't matter matter until like the third round most of the time. And it was just kind of tiresome. Like there was no um, there's no drama to it.
2: Yeah, no, it, it was no drama. It wasn't exciting. They didn't care. We didn't care.
3: But now we've
2: got uh, a team that we don't know what's going to happen. So there's some news that we want to go over.
3: Right? Yeah, so, so we, we haven't recorded all month, so we haven't even commented on the Draymond extension. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised?
2: I'm shocked. I'm shocked because I thought the reason why he signed with Clutch was because he wanted to extract as much money as possible um, I, we don't know whether he could have gotten a hundred more million. He was probably eligible for at least 200, maybe more depending on if yeah, he his defensive he player was, of the year. He was
3: never getting close to 200. The,
2: yeah. He was not going to get there, but I would think that he, somebody would have given him more than a hundred million dollars guaranteed. Um, but I think that I, I didn't expect Draymond Green to not care about that. Maybe not care is a strong word, but I, I, I don't really know why he did it. it, it Maybe you can explain to me your thoughts on him. I just don't know why he did it. I love that he did it. He's a warrior for four more years. I love Draymond Green. He's my second now favorite player a, on the now team. Now he's
3: a tradable asset. Let's uh,
2: um, I mean, you're right. You're right. I, I just don't know why he did I don't understand it. I love that he did. I just don't get why he would lock himself in right now.
3: So I do get it. But um, let me let me walk you through my thoughts before I go there. Uh, mm. So Horford signed for four for 106. It Actually, it was less, but it's a 106 if he stays healthy. So he has like some sort of, excuse me, um, non guarantees, but essentially he's going to get that. So I figured Draymond would say, okay, Al Horford's 32, 33. He's getting a four year one Oh six. And we just signed D'Angelo Russell and he's getting four one seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, and D'Lo is nothing like him, but Horford and him are pretty comparable players, right?
2: How old is Draymond though? Right. He's, he's 29. 29. He is a little bit younger.
3: So, I, I was kind of thinking Draymond. The most the Warriors were allowed to offer him this summer was what he signed for. Like they, they just right. the cap rules, or that's the early extension max for him. I figured he would have wanted one twenty, 120, one twenty five. Like that would have been the settling number. Like more than Horford, more than D'Angelo Russell, who the Warriors just signed. Um, and a really good number for him. I'm with you so far. Yeah. Um, so, but but you know, he ended up signing for. The guaranteed 100, and I really think it's about injury risk. I think he legitimately saw KD tear his Achilles, Clay tear his ACL, and Boogie. This was pre ACL tear. He saw Boogie lose everything, or when he um, he tore his Achilles, and in his mind, he's thinking, "Okay, if I have that kind of bad injury, am I getting the full max?" Like. Like KD, or am I gonna have to take the four to five million dollar deal that Boogie took? He did the math pretty quick in his head and decided one hundred million dollars a lot of money. <laughs> that's that that's my read on it. Um, I think, I think he, he I, what I'm surprised with is, I think he thought he could have got like he could have argued for one forty, one fifty, and like settled at one twenty five. I think he was really realistic with himself about what his market would have been if he was healthy.
2: So the other part of this is the N- NBA players now make so much money at such a ridiculous rate that did you, did, we literally just watched Kawhi Leonard turn down not one extension with the team that he was on, but two. One with the Spurs, two with the Raptors, to sign with the Clippers, right? And it didn't matter to him. Like, I think if you do the math, he quote unquote lost out on almost $100 million um, just by going from, from two teams to the one that he wanted to go to, the Clippers in LA. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's part of it. Maybe 20 mil doesn't matter that Draymond.
3: Yeah, it, I mean, it not matter and, that much. And you and I both get, I mean, let, let's take the NBA cap hats off. 100 mil versus 120 mil. Come on. Yeah. Like, is yeah. it, especially with the way you can invest your money? Like if you really care about maximizing your dollar, but let's let's say you don't. Like, is it really changing your quality of life?
2: Yeah, I mean I, I think part of the quality of life for him is also basketball on the court stuff. I mean some right. of it's off the court where he's in Silicon Valley, but like does he really want to leave Steph? Right? Does he really want to leave Clay Thompson? I think he understands the legacy is a big can part of make, this too. Can
3: he make anything off the court if he takes twenty if he takes with the magic? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, five yeah. more mil a year to be doing local car dealership commercials while they hate you, you know, because you're not <laughs> the, the 30 point per game scorer they need.
2: It's a, um, yeah, he would be like a Draymond green version when, when, uh, he would be like the Andre Iguodala version when he was with the Sixers, right? People just kind of don't get it. And if you don't win big, then, People really don't get it, uh, you know. I, I, I guess I, I see where it's coming from. It is, a, it is a smart move. Um, he gets his money. I just, I just kind of expected him to get a little more because, keep in mind, he did take a small pay cut on the first extension, um, and he didn't really get the full max there either.
3: Pay cut. That's well, that's the biggest. That's the biggest lie. I, I I'm gonna dispute this one right now. He took a pay cut, but no one was offering him more. So he didn't take a pay cut. Like you, your, well, your, your market is what your market is. Like Kawhi, so, Kawhi took a pay cut. Kawhi could have. No, he couldn't have. He, he legitimately – He didn't have other offers. He's like there's no report out there that suggests someone was willing to pay him more money than he took with the Oh, words. he didn't
2: want to negotiate it's, it's, that. It's like Andre Godala. He didn't want to negotiate No, that. Andre he actually
3: had bigger offers. Draymond, well, that's
2: what I'm saying. Draymond he didn't want to up, do
3: it. Draymond blew up the year after his extension. He was pretty good. And He, he could have
2: got more money than he
3: did. No, he couldn't have. He, he could
2: he have he got more money than he did. He could not have. He could have got more money than he did. There was a report that came out that he was going to meet other, other teams. Literally, the day after that report came out, he signed with the Warriors again for, I think, less than what he could have gotten. I just, I just don't think that Draymond Green really wants to leave the Warriors. I think Andre Godala is probably a smarter negotiator and went out there and got offers. Draymond Green probably could have did that. I don't think he wanted to. See, so this di- is where
3: I disagree with you. Um, it, to me it's to me it's a little ominous. I think Draymond's legitimately worried about his health. Like he's w- what I really appreciate about it is the self-awareness to understand he's a 6-6 power forward who's been banged up the last 2 years. We can look at it the, the positive way. He's prime for a big year this year, statistically. And if he stays if it happens, he's um, he's gonna see some huge offers, right? But that's a bad call. Yeah. But I, if he if he um, but you're watching you're watching this that was a terrible bad, strikeout yeah, call. Okay. So terrible. We gotta comment on it. But I was gonna <laughs> say, but Draymond is I really think it's about health. He's thinking about it as like, what if I have any it, issue? I'm yeah, going to lose nope. out on – he 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 knows he's not the kind of guy that teams are going to give money to if he gets hurt.
2: But think about what Draymond is on the court and how he talks and how he acts, right? That's not really the vibe that I get from him. And maybe that is who he is as a person. By the way, we've gone way too long on this. I love it. But we got to move on. But I, I think the, the final piece I'd say is just watching Draymond as a person, the way he plays, the way he talks, I think his mindset to me always felt like, hey, I'm going to bet on myself. Right, and I'm going to go out here, and I'm going to get that as much money as I can. But also, Draymond's super smart off the court, and I think I, you're right. I,
3: I think, think that's where also, we. Uh, I yeah. think that's where we agree. It's um, it's surprising, but it, it does show this like it it was the right self aware move.
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you. And either way, he gets 100 million dollars. <laughs> Good for him. And he's in Space Jam too, so um,
3: he's going to get paid a lot of money. Speaking of someone else in Space Jam too, hashtag transition um clay thompson did say uh, about d'angelo russell i think it's a little premature saying there's no more dynasty i mean we still have stephen curry two-time mvp draymond green a defensive player of the year and i think d'angelo russell was an incredible get for us i mean the kid's gonna blossom into a superstar in this league piggybacking that steph Kind of in a similar interview last week, just kind of went off about how excited he is to play with D'Angelo Russell. Are you surprised these guys are like pretty hyped to play with? Because D'Lo's game's a little different than theirs. He's obviously talented, but are you surprised how excited they are to play with him?
2: I think they're more excited to not play with Kevin Durant.
3: Look at that. Love of the fame again.
2: <laughs> um, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because it does feel... I mean, we started this freaking podcast by saying, hey, the last few years have been a drag, right? It's been five years of this. The first couple were great, but it's just not exciting. I think the the players feel the same way. I think it's not so much D'Angelo Russell himself. It's more so just getting someone in here that's had some talent. Like, let's say, for example, if the Warriors traded for our favorite player, Devin Booker. Like, I bet you they'd be excited to play with Devin Booker, just as excited as they are to play with D'Angelo. So I don't think it's really D'Lo. I think it's more about having someone. You're, you're saying they, they like talent.
3: They, they like D'Lo, but like they like a lot of players. It's just that it's a young talent coming in. Yeah,
2: exactly. And it's new, and it makes it fun. And I mean, part of it is he might really help him. I think you're higher on D'Lo than I am for this team, but I think he might really help him. And they're like. Let's say they ran it back. The other option was running back with the Godala, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and signing like Austin Rivers or some something, right? Which kinda of, which is what we were expecting. I mean, that's kinda of boring. And I think this is kinda of new and it's exciting. And I think it's less about Russell being here. I mean, less about D'Angelo Russell and more about him being a player that's here um that's yeah because
3: he's not a rookie he's proven enough in this league like they know who he is they don't know who jordan Poole is for example oh boy oh boy Um, yeah and and it's not nothing against jordan Poole, but you know he's just a rookie he wasn't like a highly drafted rookie it's not like he's zion or anything um and it's just kind of so so they lost kd and it's a new chapter but they got this 23 year old that everyone kind of agrees is Pretty talented, you know. People kind of argue about how talented they think he is, but mm. everyone agrees he's he's talented, right? Yeah, twenty three.
2: So, and, really and I young. think
3: that's kind of. I think they're kind of excited to have another, to kind of be the old guys on the team now. Like to have new, it, like this is going to reenergize them a little bit. Like they, you know, they're they're going to the next chapter. Um, and then there's the the third part. I mean. Delo does have the skill set to fit in with them offensively. Whether he does and whether the defense is good enough, you know, we'll see, right? Yeah. But it's not like he's a – let me put it this way. It's not like it's a dude where you're like, this can't work because he can't shoot and he just like hogs the ball. And you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um... – Because I think players look, look at it more from the – skill set standpoint like what he can do thinking they can figure it out until they realize they can't
2: i think even part of the interview was i think dilo was saying like hey i'm not i think he was a little bit hesitant on the defensive part um as well but but you look at this roster i'm looking at this roster and it's like they're not built to play defense they're really not regardless of if d'angelo russell was a lockdown player or not it doesn't matter this roster cannot well if if
3: dilo is a defender uh, they'd be lock, They'd be set to have a good defensive lineup, but um, not
2: not from a roster perspective. Not maybe in crunch time, but
3: okay, fair enough. Because Clay's, yeah, Clay's yeah. out,
2: right? Because Clay's out too. Yeah, no, much. you're right, right. right. I mean, right, they, right. They, so. they
3: don't have like eight defenders. They have like four to five.
2: Um, <laughs> Who do they have? Who do they have that can defend?
3: They have Clay Looney? Looney, Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. Obviously. Clay. Yeah. Um, Jacob Evans. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Boy. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's gonna like. I actually think they'll probably play better team defense than they did this year because it's a lot of guys who need to try and play as a team as opposed oh, okay. to guys who are, man, I'll turn it on in the last five minutes and we'll win. You know, I mean, they're, they're, like we just watched pop coach a team with DeRozan and LaMarcus Alders play competent. You can get pretty far with a team scheme, Portland and Denver. I think have terrible defenders all over their roster and they were good regular season defensive team
2: okay so team scheme you just mentioned that um i think there's a kerr quote in there somewhere um about d'angelo russell where he's essentially shift i don't know if you believe it or not but he's shifting part of his offense in the pick and roll to fit d'angelo and willie collie stein true or false
3: i think it's true i think i mean i kind of actually agree with kerr on this it didn't make sense to run a ton of pick-and-roll with Iguodala and Livingston uh, because and Draymond uh, because all those players' best skill in offense is their passing and their IQ. They're not spot-up threats. You know what I mean? Um, and you can say maybe he should be more concerned with his stars than his sixth and seventh and eighth man, you know? But that's not how Kerr's wired. Um, I think now they're a little more... I mean, he just doesn't have the options. He's going to be forced to play more straightforward.
2: I'm fascinated to see what Steve Kerr is going to do this season. Because, yeah, the last time that we were uncertain about Steve Kerr, um, he came in and he absolutely changed the way that the Warriors played and they won a championship. That, and it was incredible, right? We, were not, we had no idea what was going to happen. And he installed an offense that took advantage of what the Warriors did uh, and a defense that really changed basketball. Um, from from that perspective, positionless basketball. So yeah, that's the last time that we were uncertain about Steve Kerr. Since then, uh, it's kind of been coasting for him. He's just managing Eagles, um, and less taking care of the scheme on offense and defense. So for the first time in five years, he's actually—I don't know—I I hate to say this, but he—he's actually out here. He's actually got to figure out how to coach uh, up the players, right? He's got to figure out like, hey, how do we actually get Jacob Evans in the right spot instead of hey, let's throw Livingston out there. He's smart enough; he'll figure this shit out right like he'll he'll know what to do Jacob Evans has no idea what the fuck he's doing on the court right so same with Jordan Poole same with D'Angelo to an extent and so I'm fascinated to see what Steve Kerr does yeah I mean if he does end up running pick and roll and that does make the Warriors offense unstoppable like shit like this guy really is the best coach in them or or like a top two top three man we've we've
3: gone we've gone too deep for for a a late August (laughs) mid to late August pod so um we do have voicemails coming up, um, and I'm excited to hear what kind of questions you guys are going to catch us with.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we do that, Sam, you know who's bad at taking t- taking care of the health? Who's that? <laughs> guys are terrible at taking care of the health. All right. Ad read number two. The people are excited about this one. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor the same is true
3: i mean i, for, can, I can speak oh. for that I, I, I let my back go until it went out
2: yeah you were asking me how to stretch your back out and i was like i was like Ugh. go hamstring sam but tell me sam is this the same for you for erectile dysfunction <laughs> uh no comment studies show 70 percent of guys who experience ed don't get treated for it that's crazy thankfully roman created an easy way to chat with the doctor online so so basically you don't have to you only have to show your face with roman you can get medical care for ed if appropriate from the comfort and privacy of your own home you can handle everything online in a convenient discreet manner getting started is simple Go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. So same thing as uh, as my bookie, BlueWire. And complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be del- delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. As Roman's. So guys, go talk to your doctor. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle. But it's really important to get checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with any doctor that you want. Call to action. I don't need to read that but go to getroman.com bluewire
3: yeah that does that does really sound like the best way to deal with it you don't have to you know you don't have to deal with the the awkward doctor visit just just log online no one's gonna know why am I talking about this on a podcast
2: <laughs> and they send it to you in discreet package. I'm not really sure what discreet means but I love it uh, roman.com slash bluewire so You get it. so so they give you a free online visit and they do free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire.
3: Okay, Andy. Uh, producer Ben got us a, a landline for some voicemails. And some people want to ask us, you know, uh, if certain things going on in the summer are love of the fame or love of the game. Uh, Andy, can, can you explain to the listeners who haven't heard what love of the game or love of the fame is?
2: Love of the game versus love of the fame. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I gave this example on the uh, on the last podcast. So I, I gotta find I gotta find a new example. But we had one earlier in this podcast for me. Love of the game versus love of the fame. If I'm watching a basketball game and let's say i'm watching the nets versus the magic am i and i'm and i'm and i'm watching that in like a a thursday night at like five o'clock i'm what let's say i'm watching that game just to troll kevin durant because i know that's what the timeline wants that's love of the fame that's not loving basketball because i want to watch because i love watching basketball that's loving to watch basketball so that i can get 500 likes on a tweet about kevin durant love of the fame so
3: oh. oh, wow. Is, oh, you like that one? It. All right, let's, let's listen to the first voicemail then. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Duman Rangula. Um, so at this point, it's pretty clear that Andy Liu uh,
4: is primarily responsible for ending the dynasty. Uh, the Steph Better hashtag, poison the locker room. Um, sources, and this is unverified, but sources have told me that Dremo actually said Steph Better to Kevin Durant multiple times during that early season dust-up against the Clippers, and it leads me to a simple question. Did Andy do this to preserve the integrity and competitive balance of the NBA, or did he do it to make a name for himself? Put it another way, did Andy Liu act out of love for the game or from love for the fame?
2: (laughs) I did not know that that question was coming. I did not
3: know. Um. Oh, my God. So I feel like I have to answer this. It was love of the it was love of the fame. Andy absolutely knew he was ruining the dynasty, but he saw his Twitter <laughs> follows going up. And he was more he, he was chasing the clout. He's like LeBron out here with Taco Tuesday. Andy <laughs> Andy was looking for reasons to get social media famous. It was love of the fame.
2: <laughs> I will I will say this. Um, I didn't see this coming but when i when it did happen i thought it was pretty fucking funny um i didn't feel bad i did i try not to egg it on as much as i do but yeah i mean come on man it, it is pretty funny to have all of this go on and i guarantee I'll, I'll tell you this i guarantee you this kevin Durant knows about it <laughs> and he's not happy about it uh that people uh, that at least a small segment of online people on twitter think that i had something to do with him leaving the warriors uh, so, you know, classic Kevin Durant. He is online too much, just like the rest of us. So, love of the fame.
3: So what we can say is the Cleveland Cavaliers couldn't beat the Warriors. LeBron James <laughs> couldn't beat the Warriors. No one could beat the Warriors healthy except for Andy Lou. <laughs> oh, That's love of the game. Love of the game. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to the next one. So Sam and Andy. I want to know love of the game or love of the fame?
4: Bronny jr. Hitting a trick shot in the bench and yelling the name of the guy who he knows is the best player of the league. Who? Wow.
3: That's a good one. I'm, I got to think about this one for a second. So for those who don't know, Bronny jr. Uh, when his dad wasn't busy taking all the camera attention and dunking in the middle of his games, which is love of the fame, by the way. Um, it hit a 3 from the from from a seat on the bench and yelled Steph Is that love of the game or love of the fame?
2: Wow, by the way, um for those listening, we don't we didn't hear these voicemails before, so we were not prepared, but um yeah, man. So my question would be why would it be love of the fame, right? Why would it be love of the fame because Was he
3: trying to go viral because it's very clear that you know his
2: dad doesn't like Steph Curry, or Bron, not doesn't. Yeah.
3: yeah, bronze kid yelling Steph is gonna go viral. Or okay. is the love of the game because he's paying homage to the goat.
2: I'll say this. I'll say. I'll say this. So how old is how old is Bronny? Like fourteen, whatever. 15, like he, yeah,
3: he's he's in high school.
2: He's young. So I think with someone like LeBron, someone like Devin Booker, someone like Carl Anthony Towns, whoever, some of these older players that are all in love with the Fame All Stars, Hall of Famers. Um, They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know that they're trying to get clout, that they're trying to get social media likes. I think Bronny is still a little bit too young to be as aware of that as he should be. Um, And I think that that emotion that he showed after he shot that shot was genuine. It was like, it was truly like, hey, I watched Steph Curry do this. He's the best shooter of all time. It's like me shooting a rolled up, uh, tissue paper in the in the trash can as a kid and yelling out Kobe it was genuine I was just like hey Kobe that's the best shooter in the game or the best scorer in the game that's what I said and I think Brian, that's how Bronny felt you know what that means it's love of the game
3: I'm going to go love of the fame I think in general you're right but he he's aware when the cameras are on I think he's uh, he's too in the public eye to not know I think he was trolling. I think he was trolling his dad. And For that, I'm I'm calling a little love of the fame, but in a good way. Got to respect it.
2: Ooh, I love that. I love that he was trolling his dad. Wow, well done. We're getting better at this.
3: All right, let's pull up the next one.
4: What's up, Sam and Andy? This is Nick from Richmond, Virginia, calling in. Uh, Antonio Brown has had this wild helmet crisis. If you're a Raiders fan, it's a crisis, uh, so to speak. Uh, And in the midst of what's being described as a landmark case of love of the fame versus love of the game, where do we stand on this huge issue in the matter?
3: Thanks.
2: Easy. Easy. (laughs) You want to go first?
3: Um, I'm going to let you go.
2: Oh, this is the easiest one. Antonio Brown, who made the epitome of a wide receiver diva in the NFL. The epitome. He is like... He is Terrell Owens on steroids. Well, maybe not. But he's right there with them, with the greats. Um, left the Pittsburgh Steelers for whatever reason. Le'Veon Bell, just like the same thing. He comes over here. The Raiders go on hard knock, Sam. They're on hard knocks. I'm so They're excited to watch that te- later tonight. Right? They're on after we record recording at 9 p.m. They're on national television. And, of course, the guy who's the best receiver in the NFL thinks he's the best receiver in the world, probably knows he's the best receiver in the NFL. Of course he wants to put on a show. Of course. Not only is it in the the headlines, he is in the headlines constantly about some shit that doesn't – I mean, Sam, by all means, like, the helmet matters, blah, blah, blah. But every other player in the league has had to The helmets. He's not the the
3: only one. So it's not about the helmet thing, which I can respect. It's about the dramatic nature in which you're doing it. It's some, it's some like fit in, fit out. I'm
2: going to retire. Yeah. It's, oh, did you just do a LeBron dig there? Oh, yes. God. Oh, please go ahead. You're, oh, this is <laughs> yeah, beautiful. It's,
3: um, I, I can't dispute this one. This is love of the fame. Um, but the only thing I'll dispute is I don't even think he's a diva. Um, as much as like, I think he's just off the reservation. Like, Diva is <laughs> a little nuts. Diva, um, like I was. Here's what I was expecting. I was expecting him to inevitably get annoyed with Gruden or Carr, probably both, around week four. You know, once he starts seeing that it's not that good a team, and you know, he's not getting the ball as much as he used to in Pittsburgh because they can't get him the ball as much, however you want to say it. This is, I mean, the Raiders haven't even done anything. Like, you can understand him being frustrated (laughs) because Derek Carr throws 30 check down passes and doesn't throw it to him. Like, I think that's what we all expected, right? This is just like, no one even did anything. He's just kind of.
2: He's just going off.
3: Yeah. It's talking
2: about he's going to retire.
3: Yeah, and it's um I mean he did deliver me a fantasy title two years ago, so I'm always gonna be a Antonio Brown fan. But uh I don't know, man. This you're is,
2: saying you're saying he's a little crazy. Did you hear that story about like he fired his his chef or something because they like put a salmon head in the fridge and he thought that it was a threat, so he fired him. Yeah, like, did. the guy I, I mean it might be a little crazy.
3: It's it's a little nuts, a little a little <laughs> wild, super talented though. I mean you can the crazier you are the, the more uh, difficult you are or sorry the more talented you are the more difficult you can be it's, just, yeah. it's objectively true in every industry
2: yeah. it's like a, it's like a Silicon Valley CEO you know so
3: yeah is, are you calling him Gavin Belsom?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna shout out Kevin Jones shout out Blue Wire uh, we're doing big things you know so you know we'll, we'll do that that's, that's enough that's enough of my uh, KJ KJ shout out
3: alright we'll get to the next one
4: Hey guys, it's Joey. I just want to say, Sam, love you, bro. You are just so intelligent, so funny. But my guy, Andy Lou, is just the goat. Uh, the, the way you, the way you build up the staff, man, you fight for them when nobody does. And it's a, a big warrior stand in LA, surrounded by the love draw and the I just want to say I super appreciated. And now for my question. My question is, am I really the only person who thinks that the Warriors can seriously make a title run and should be considered just as much of a favorite as the Lakers. If we get Clay back healthy by the playoffs, I think that we have just as much of a right as any team except maybe the Clippers and the Bucks to say, we, and maybe the Sixers, to say we are the best team in the league. We have Steph, who's arguably the best player in the league. We have Clay Thompson, if he's 100% by the playoffs, who's just one of the best players in the league. And we got Draymond. We got the core. We have some nice veterans. I hate the fact that some people are saying we should retool for next year. I say go for the championship. All right, love you guys. Oh, we got
2: a, it was like a mailbag question.
3: Yeah, not not love of the fame or love of the game, but we can I take it. I
2: love it. Yeah, you want you want to take you want to take it first? I got some thoughts. One's good.
3: I guess so I do think they're sneaky good, but it really depends on Clay. And I'm just going to take the cautious lame approach, which is I don't think Clay'll be 100% Clay this year. And so I think they'll be sneaky in the playoffs, but the following year, I'm all in on it being being a real thing.
2: Yeah, following year though, it's also uncertain because D'Angelo Russell might not be on the team the following year. Um so we don't know. By the way, I, a lot of Robert Covington talk. I oh, don't fuck Robert Covington. I don't want to trade D'Angelo Russell for Robert Covington. Kill me, Sam. What the hell is that?
3: I like Robert Covington, but yes, oh, I, I would Robert. be I would be um let me put it this way. I like him as a player. He's objectively a good player who contributes to winning. Yeah. I want a better return <laughs> yeah. for D'Angelo Russell than that. Please. Please. Yeah. Like, um, I want, but- like, three Robert Covingtons or one... Like star potential player,
2: the Warriors get three Robert Covingtons for D'Lo. They're winning championship this season. Um, I think is 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 what I don't I go think with. there's
3: a single team with three Robert Covingtons. <laughs> so. Well, though I the
2: guess. Warriors did last year, you know, so, Correct. so you know, Correct. <laughs> um, so yeah. To answer the question, by the way, dude, call me the goat. You Hear that, Sam? See the people? The people love me. People don't. Some people don't think I ruined the dynasty, um, but
3: we call me smarter, which is ultimately all that matters to me. Yeah, he did. <laughs>
2: uh, I get the love. Uh, I'll take that. Um, I think that there's a lot more uncertainty for other teams than people are admitting. Um, I think that people kind of assume that the Clippers are overwhelming favorites. Uh, I don't know I mean, if
3: that's. Paul true. George did have surgery on both shoulders. Yes.
2: <laughs> Kawhi <laughs> like, Leonard was limping up and down the floor in the NBA finals. People say that Steph Curry can't stay healthy. Steph Curry was healthier in the finals than Kawhi Leonard, who could. Almost barely moved, and yeah, he's there. had a and much Kawhi healthier
4: career.
0: Out.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know how great they can be, or how great they are, or will be. Um, they can be great. The Bucks. I, I don't know. They lost players, um, and they weren't. They were maybe a little bit overrated, and maybe kind of a regular season team to begin with. The Lakers. They have AD, and they have LeBron, and who else do they have? Right? Like, what are we talking about there with Kyle Kuzma, who's a bit of a joke and plays no defense and can't shoot? So I just don't. And then you've got the Utah Jazz and you've got these teams that are really cute, but they've really not done anything outside of, you know, Twitter likes them. So I don't know just how great the other teams are. I think that's the best argument um, because, from a Warriors pr- perspective, I think I'm, I'm pretty low on them. Um, I, I do think that uh, they got a team that plays no defense and they've got Clay that's out for almost the whole season. I don't see, even if they make the playoffs, how they can put it all together that quickly um, with a team like this. Like, I, like Am I really expecting Willie Cauley-Stein to play 25 minutes a game? Um, and for this team Looney, to
3: – Looney. Yeah. Let's, I, let's, let's transition here real quick. Yeah, yeah. Is Looney going to average 15 and 10?
2: I don't think he's going to play enough minutes to average 15 and 10.
3: How about 30 and 15?
2: <laughs> uh, you're high on Looney.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. He's gonna. I think he's gonna be. be, I just can't see him playing the minutes to have like big box score nights. Like he'll have like the. He will have a random twenty five point night this year, and it'll be pretty cool. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, but I don't see you know Looney getting the uh, you know like eighteen and eleven type of. Yeah, I mean
2: he he can if you he can if his body and his hips can hold up to play thirty two minutes a game, but it's like. If that happens, like he's gonna have an injury, right? I, you would think, but maybe we're wrong, right? Maybe we're wrong. If he, if by the way, if he can play thirty plus minutes, and average like fifteen and eleven, the dude's gonna get paid on this next contract because isn't Looney still only like twenty four? Is he still pretty 23. young? So yeah, so um, so yeah. I don't know. I, I think you're higher than the Warriors than me, um, but I am low on the rest of the league. I just don't know who's good or not. I really don't.
3: <laughs> it's fascinating. Yep. All right, let's get, we get- to the last one. Do we have one more? Okay. We do have one more.
1: So, obviously, Devin Booker protesting the double team in that pickup game, I feel like, is a good candidate. Um, part of me thinks it's for the love of the fame, but at the same time, that's, like, negative press. Like, I feel like he wouldn't want this out about him so then I would say love of the game but then that goes directly against love of the game like I feel like if it was love of the game he would welcome the double team but Booker himself appears to think that it's for the love of the game because he actually wants to quote work on his game in this pickup. So, I don't know. It's an interesting debate, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um,
2: wow. She worked through that one in her head. That was incredible.
3: Yeah, I feel like she, she did half our work for us. Um, <laughs> but l- let's get into it. So, Devin Booker, Devin Booker uh, for those who didn't see, and I would be really surprised if anyone listening to this pod didn't see it, um, got double teamed in a pickup game and then yelled at everyone hey man <laughs> trying to work on my game no double teams I get enough of that in the regular season and this is the prime love of the fame love of the fame que- game question um, f- shout out Joakim Noah yes who who was in that game and the stare he gave was just like it's you know I, I want the Warriors to consider cutting d and eating his $117 million contract so we can sign him right now.
2: Uh, That's incredible. Uh, It it is funny because you think about it from a Devin Booker perspective. In his head, he thinks it's love of the game. Um, And we all know what this is. My question, though, I was thinking about it earlier. My question is, if you are a Suns fan, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about your franchise player essentially copping out of playing against a double team in rec ball? Now, this is not a double team that is coming from two lockdown NBA players. This is not Andre Iguodala and Clay Thompson doubling you. This is two scrubs in rec compared to you, an all-star. Maybe it's not an all-star. Whatever it is. How do you feel about that because he's whining in an offseason pickup game?
3: If I'm a Suns fan, I'm just completely trying to justify it and saying anyone who doubles and pick up is, is the police. You know? Like, it's not a, it's not acceptable. Like, who does that, right? But let's be real about this. This is exactly why the Suns will suck next year. Mm-hmm. Because I think Devin Booker just sealed his spot on my all-clout chaser starting five. <laughs> because... It's very clear he just wanted the highlight reel so he can get his IG video out to show how good he is. Instead of actually working on his game, instead of actually working on things that he needs to get better at to be effective and help his team win. And he's already a good pl- he's already a really good player, but like everyone in the NBA is a really good player.
2: I just don't I don't if yeah, if that's the guy that's leading my team I don't want any part of that. I don't care how talented would, you would are. Would Steph
3: Curry ever yep. do that? Not even on that's, camera in private.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's it's it's embarrassing. It, it's really embarrassing and and he he came out and tweeted about it the day after and uh he was he he made, kind of made light of a joke of it, but I think we saw the person that he is in the moment and he couldn't handle a double team in pickup, man. Like that's that's got to be the saddest shit that <laughs> from from a professional basketball player, where it's I, and I tweeted this Sam after, and I was like, if you're working on your game and you're saying that you only see double teams in the regular season, should you not be then working on your game against double teams in pickup? Wouldn't that be about the same idea? But uh, I guess that didn't register because love of the fame is the ability to score 50 points and pickup and showing that you can do
3: a I lot lose of by 20 score 70 and lose by 20
2: <laughs> Love of the fucking fame, oh.
3: fame, all star. Actually, now now I got to ask you before we get out of here, we need to crown the all clout chaser starting five.
2: Ooh, actually, you know what? Before we get to that, let me get one more read. Uh, let me get one more read and then you'll, you'll, you'll give the five and then I'll riff off of that. So here we go. If shaving is a terrible experience for you, we've got you covered at Blue Wire. Our podcast network is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to com slash blue wire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, travel and a travel blade cover. You get all of that for just $3 shipped right to your door. Enough with the low-quality razors from convenience stores. It's totally worth trying Harry's. Sign up today. Harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair, fair price. So Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95, 95 years. Join the 10 mil who have tried Harry's. Claim your offer by going to harrys.com slash blue wire all of harry's blades come with 100 percent quality guarantee if you don't love your shave let them know and they'll give you a full refund again make sure you go to harrys.com slash blue wire to redeem your razor for three dollars all right
3: all right the all clout chaser starting five so let, let's define it first I'm so excited. What what how are we defining this? This this is people who do it, do it for the gram. Yes. Yeah, okay. So These are so love, right. of the love of the fame all stars.
2: Love of the fame all stars, love of the fame legends. I think of it this way. Um, people who understand how social media work and gears their entire life for that, right? And gears um for, like like for example, it's like it's like an IG model, right? And she's. Just... <laughs> By the way, I gotta stay off IG, man. Like this shit is getting ridiculous. <laughs> this shit is just getting ridiculous. But anyway, this is like an IG model who like who, who goes on who like goes to Vegas, right? And posts a picture of herself at a bottle service table, but you kind of look behind the scenes and you see that she's like there at the club at like twelve o'clock. And she got in for free just to take those pictures there. It's not because she's actually there on time. So essentially, she's just chasing clout by posting a picture there so that people will like it. <sighs> Sam, I think I've gone too deep.
3: Yeah. Um, Did you like the
2: analogy? Did you like that?
3: I mean, it's a perfect analogy. It's it's what I think of every time I see it. <laughs> so with further ado, let's let's go. So <laughs> Sam's we're, put, we're, we're, we're putting Devin Booker on this team for sure. <laughs>
2: I got. I got a couple names. Is that is that a lock? Yes, Devin Booker's lock. He's always been a lock.
3: Yeah, but he just sealed it. He just let everyone. He let the world know he's locked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Obviously, LeBron James. Yes. He's not even close. He's he's the love of the game. He's the love of the fame goat. Yeah. He's he he was chasing he's chasing that ghost in Chicago. (laughs) Well, he hasn't beat it. Something. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well done well done yeah no LeBron's a legend he is a cloud chasing legend um, I think everything he does at this point um, is, LeBron was is, one of my is favorite premeditated. players
3: premeditated yeah
2: yeah he was he was a top three player to watch for me and somewhere along the way the stuff that he says the stuff that he does off the court has made him almost unwatchable um, and that's no, because just, he's a clout chasing you're just all-star. bitter
3: about 2016 through on through on <laughs> come on
2: yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so those two are locked. We got Booker, we got LeBron. Um, who else are you thinking? Do you have any other thoughts? I, I mean, I, K- I have...
3: Kuzma's a lock for me.
2: Oh, Why? So, so, so let's, let's the explain the Kuzma, Kuzma, Kuzma what he's su- done
3: lately. The Kuzma summer tour where, like, all of a sudden everyone's decided the Lakers are a super team, but there'll be no help if they aren't amazing. Um, Kuzma's just everywhere and, like... I've just never seen a player who. It's not that he's bad. It's just not that he's you know. He's just kind of a dude, right? Yeah. Getting yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of lot of fame. And, and we can we can chase it back to him tweeting karma on the Warriors. It's like, Ooh, what boy. is this? But anyway.
2: No, I, I'm with you, and I I think didn't he like make didn't he have a few comments or a few tweets that was saying like like you got to know what it takes to be a Laker or something like that? It's like God, shut yes. up, yeah,
3: Wait, like, went, shut not up. A, not everyone, not everyone's built to be a Laker. What like, <laughs> does that even like? First, not first everyone's off, like, built to win 35 games and like kind of check out and just go to really nice clubs every night like I think everyone's everyone's built for that
2: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that that sounds pretty cool people are built for that yeah uh, and also LeBron would trade his ass in two seconds if it meant getting like I don't know, like Andre Godala right coming back like come on like let, let's let be real here yeah cloud cloud chasing all-star um, what do you think about this one Sam what do you think about Damian Lillard
3: no no um, he might be an honorable mention I don't even think he makes a second team for me.
2: <laughs> i don't mention so he's third team for you. He gets a few votes.
3: Yeah, just like just like in all NBA, he's going to be upset about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me my so here's my case for Dame Miller Um he it's a, he's a sneaky uh cloud chaser, I, I think in my opinion because I think the stuff that he says Under,
3: Undercover, underrated, yeah, I, underrated I think again. I,
2: I think, he's, uh, yeah, I think he's an underrated cloud chaser. So he said a few things through the years. Um, you just mentioned it kind of as well, um, where it's like, oh, I want to be all NBA, deserve to be all NBA, blah, 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 all star, right? I'm underrated, blah, 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 this. It's like, first of all, like worry about winning games first because you guys aren't ever that good. All you do is get spanked by the Warriors. And then outside of that, he's also said, hey, I want to win my own way, right? I don't want to join a super team. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Um, and he's always saying this stuff that makes it seem like you know. So, like, so he's this is part of who he is. Up, he's a tough he's guy.
3: Playing up love of the game. So yeah. he's hiding love of the fame by playing up love of the game. Dude, that's perfect. Is that what it was going on? That okay. that's
2: exactly. I think that's exactly what it is. I think he understands social media today, where people care if you win championships, but they don't care that much anymore, or at least that's what a certain amount of people online say, and he's going with that and saying like, it's almost Russell Westbrook like, by the way, another cloud chaser. Um, And he's kind of going with it and saying, you know what, I'm going to do what I do. And he's acting like that's love of the game when in fact, he just wants to get more love by people and he wants to get voted on in first team. So guess what? You are first team Dame and your rap album who he drops like every off season. Um, Here you go. First team all cloud chaser. He's on mine. Enjoy it
3: what what do you say to ben simmons ooh i want to hear the case um hard it's it's hard to verbalize cuz it's just a feel thing it doesn't seem like he talks much that's
2: that's my thing that's my only my okay observation. so
3: i'll keep him off I, j- I just i just i have a love of the fame feel for him
2: ooh i know uh, you have reasons why come on
3: no no i don't know <laughs> Just can't work on his jump shot. Just got to post IG videos of him dunking on people with captions like Simmons Simmons taking the game to the next level. I'm like, no, this is what he did last year. This is the exact same thing. <laughs> Nothing's changing. He's just doing it on like, you know, G League players instead of NBA players.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is funny how every offseason the same Ben Simmons video comes out. Um, and I, I think he's content being who he is. And uh, I think Joel Embiid is probably not gonna be content with that at some point in the future how what do you think about Carmelo
3: the summer MVP every summer every summer seriously is Olympic it... Olympic Mellow is eternal you know just because in the regular season we don't talk about mellow but from June to September all mellow <laughs> um,
2: yeah the guy the guy is uh, I think I think he's 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 a cloud chaser from the very beginning i've always had i I don't like Melo seems like a great guy that's what people always say but i've always felt that way about him because i mean a couple things right and and it kind of directs back to draymond as well Is the guy has always wanted the money first and that's all he's ever wanted i don't think i don't
3: think it's the money i think it's exactly what well money ties in but um what chauncey (laughs) billups says He'd be more upset if he scored twenty and they won than if he scored thirty-five and they lost. Ooh! And that's classic love of the fame.
2: Oh, classic cloud chasing. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Like it. It doesn't matter if they, you know, if he played well but they lost. He's in a good mood. That's love of the fame, right
2: yeah. there. Yep. Yep. Mello. He's on the team, even though he. So Mello's not on, not in the NBA, but he's on. A, he's on a team. He found a team. He found a home.
3: We found a home for Mello. <laughs>
2: I found a home. Um, all right. What else do we got? Do we have a few other ones? Kyrie, you want to throw Kyrie in there? Um I don't know. I think he I don't know if he I don't know if he should be on there.
3: Um but uh I mean if Kyrie's love of the fame he's doing it wrong. So <laughs> I don't think it's him.
2: <laughs> um all right, well, we will uh feel free people uh, we'll leave the voicemail I think we're gonna we're gonna keep the segment people can tweet it in like your's podcast uh, tweet over their love of the fame love of the love of the game questions or or send a send a voicemail um, and let us know but uh, man are we done Sam are we good anything else
3: we're done we, we came into this saying it's gonna be a short 30 minute pod that's yeah,
2: what we always do well uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be back uh, at some point. When Sam makes me come back. So.
3: All right, man.
5: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?